Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Courtside with Venus and Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Tonight, we have Carlos Silva, who joined World Team Tennis as CEO in January of 2019 to lead the organization forward. Carlos led expansion team efforts in Las Vegas and Orlando. He also led efforts to partner with CBS Sports and ESPN to broadcast World Team Tennis in 2019. A veteran media and digital executive, Carlos has built and sold companies in the TV and media convergence space over the last 25 years. He has also raised more than $250 million for the startups that he has operated. Please welcome to the pod, Carlos Silva. Carlos, thank you for joining me tonight to uh, discuss all things World Team Tennis in this crazy time. Oh, no problem. And I mean, we might as well just get started now. It's it's a crazy time. Everything's kind of been put on hold. The normal season for World Team Tennis takes place in July. Where are you guys at right now? Yeah, that's a great question, man. I, you know, we tweeted out some of our updates. And if you go to WTT.com, you know, you've got a, an official statement. I mean, uh, we put out a statement at the, at the beginning of April saying that we were going to, you know, sort of sit and monitor how things come together, where the guidance from the government, uh, where the guidance from each of the states lays out throughout April, and then first week of May, we'll sort of do an analysis and and then make some decisions on our July 12th start based on that. I mean, as you know, you know, World Team Tennis has has nine teams. We've got teams, you know, in Orlando, we've got teams in D.C., Philly, New York, Chicago, Springfield, Vegas, Orange County, and San Diego. So we touch uh, a lot of local um, governments and, you know, the sort of the scenario planning that they're all dealing with from Florida to Chicago to Vegas to California and everything in between. So uh, so we're going to continue to monitor it. Uh, you know, I know, you know most, most of the guidance right now from the... U.S. government is, you know, stay at home till the end of April. Uh, that's what we're all doing. That's what I'm doing every day. I'm sure that's what you're doing. Uh, and then I think the first week of May, we'll see where we are. Um, you know, a few states have already, you know, pushed things into the May, um, you know, middle of May already. And so that's starting to give us a little more information as we, you know, as we do all of our scenario planning around a, around a, a, a July 12th, um, you know, date. Got it. Sounds good. And I, I wanted to emphasize something that I think was really, really cool, what you guys did. You know, the subject, the, the big subject right now is pros can't get paid, right? They're independent contractors. They're not, they don't have contracts with teams like in other sports. And um, they can't even teach at clubs because clubs and even outdoor public courts, they're, they're all closed. And you guys um, chose to give out, what was it, a, a $1,000 to each team player? rosters um, everyone had already signed up everyone's ready to go and and you know with a great group of owners um you know and fred luddy you know especially leading the charge uh and eric davidson john corn you know, we got on a call and, and fred just said you know it'd be nice if we support our players and uh and we should you know send a thousand dollar uh gifts really you know it, no one needs to pay it back it doesn't come out of their salary it's simply a gift for them to help them out right now, and uh, and so we we sent those out. All those wires went out of the last week, uh, and it was just a little bit of a thank you, and hopefully a little bit of a help to all the players and all the coaches as well of each of the teams. 
Sounds so great. And, you know, the LTA came up with a big pool of money. I think the French Tennis Federation also is coming up with a um, big pool of money. The hope is obviously the ATP and WTA and, and all the other, you know, the four slams and um, the ITF, you know, they'll, they'll all come together and, and come up with some sort of plan to, to help these players. It's, it's obviously easier said than done, but hopefully those entities can come together and uh, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, hopefully it happens soon. Uh, Again, we were, you know, we were happy to do it. And, you know, a little bit, we thought a little bit, you know, goes a long way. And a lot of the players, we've already heard back from them, you know, how they really thought not only did the thing, you know, the thought counts, but, um, but the, you know, the money will help them as well. So we were happy to do it. So, so cool. You've had... uh You've had experience in so many areas. I want to kind of ask you when when the world team tennis opportunity came up. What you know? What made it speak to you? Why did you want to uh, go apply for the CEO role? Uh, you know, I, it just it was kind of everything started to come together for me. I mean, I've been in sports and media and technology my whole career. I've, I you know I've been at big companies like AOL. You know, running AOL News and AOL Sports and. Uh, you know, I helped launch television networks like Universal Sports that, you know, eventually turned into the Olympic Channel. Um, and it just, you know, for me, uh, having grown up playing tennis, uh, you know, really all I wanted to do in my life was play tennis. Unfortunately, uh, you know, that only went so far. And, uh, and it was just the ability for me to take everything I had learned in sports and media and technology with the, with the sport that sort of taught me everything uh, and be able to put the two together. Uh, you know, I was lucky that we did a lot of stuff at the U.S. Open during my AOL days. We were sponsored the U.S. Open. We did a lot of really cool stuff early, like streaming the practice courts before anyone was thinking of doing that back in, I think it was 2003. And so I've always, you know, loved bringing technology and sports together. And this really gave me an opportunity to not only, uh, you know, run a league like I had done before in, in some other in some other sports like fighting, um, when I led, uh, you know, the professional fighters league and world series of fighting. But, you know, now I was able to bring it back to tennis, which was really the sport that I loved and, and still do. So it was just a perfect opportunity for me. Great. And I want to focus on the, the team part of world team tennis and it's getting so, so much popular. And I'm a big fan of college tennis and you know how that um, plays out as well. Um, that team format, you know, you have Davis Cup. Yeah, it's been reformatted a bit, but you have Laver Cup, which is so so popular, and you got World Team Tennis, um, and and some of the fun things you do. Talk if you can a little bit about what makes World Team Tennis so unique. And uh, again, I know you mentioned it briefly, but you just got a Chicago team, the Chicago Smash, I believe it's called, and uh, I'm from Chicago, as you know. we got Sloan Stevens right. leading that. I think Evan King is playing it. I've also had Evan on the podcast. Right. So for you Evan King fans, yeah, uh, listen Kamal to Murray's got a coach. Which yep. is great too. And he's, yeah, um, Kamu, he's doing great with the Excess Tennis Center out there. So um, we're fired up that you, you now have a Chicago franchise. Talk a little bit about the uniqueness of World Team Tennis. Well, you know, I think, you know, you look, you touched on it. I mean, Davis Cup, obviously, for so long, and, you know, Labor Cup's done so well. Um, you know, World Team Tennis has been around for more than 40 years. I think, uh, you know, most people don't really know. I think over the last maybe five to ten years, as, as we haven't had as much television exposure as we were able to do in 2019, we're starting to rebuild it. But, you know, you have men and women on the team, which is awesome. 
you know, you not only get to see the greatest men's players playing singles and doubles, you get to see you know, the greatest female players playing singles and doubles, and then mixed. Yep. So you have all of those pieces in a great team format. It brings a lot of the great pieces of college tennis uh, to the mix, and then certainly, you know, Davis Cup uh, to the mix. You know, no ad scoring, so it's really fast. You've got to play every point. Every point counts. Um, and then, you know, what's interesting about it is the cumulative scoring because it's not just, um, you know, winning a set, it's winning games and, and doing that from set one to set five and really trying to stay in that match until the very end. And, you know, really, you know, you're never really out of it in World Team Tennis until the very end, until that last team wins the winning game that, uh, that closes it out. And so I think, you know, look, we've innovated a lot. You know, we did a shot clock before anyone was. We're playing music in between everyone, every point. No one's doing that other than us. And uh, I think it, it brings that kind of NBA feel to tennis, which, you know, creates this really high-quality entertainment property, but also with, with the best tennis in the world. Yeah, and uh, it's a lot of fun watching. And I, actually, I had an idea. I'll explain it to you and, and the listeners here. You know, Noah Rubin obviously is doing a ton of work and trying to grow the game um, in various different different ways. He's got his behind the racket, and he's also pushing a lot of this team format. People, fans, spectators love to get behind a team, and I actually had an idea, and I've talked about it with him, where for slams, and you could do it for uh, you know the, the bigger tournaments as well, Indian Wells, uh, Miami, whatever. You have your draw in a slam. It's 128 players, right? You not only have your individual prize money, but you break up that draw into separate teams. So you have like, uh, you know, the first eight guys are, it depends on what the draw is, but you you comprise of it of a team. So you have a draft. So not only do you have an individual prize money winning, but you're adding up points. All the matches of your team members are winning. So you get someone, one player seated one through eight. You get another player seated nine through 16. And you go down the list. You actually have a draft, and then you have your own team format. And I think that's something the fans can also get behind of because then every match means something for your team. Again, it, it won't delineate, it won't delineate um, the individual prize. There's still prize for there. There's still the prestige of winning a Grand Slam. That stays the same. But now you just add a little extra of a team mix to it. And I thought that would be something that would, uh, I don't know uh, if it'll ever I happen. Great, I think it's a great idea. It, I, it's a great idea. And I'd love, you know, as a, as a fan, obviously, of the Grand Slams, because they're always so great, I think it would add a, a, an interesting component around what that team is. And, um, you know, there may be ways to tie together with, um, you know, with the World Team Tennis teams and, you know, how those, those teams are also doing out on the tour all year long whether it's, you know, the team in New York or the team in, in Chicago or Orange County and, and sort of how they're performing out there with a port, point scenario and a prize pool in the other, in the other big tournament. There's a, there's a couple of interesting ideas there for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, the more the team-focused, oriented approach, I think that helps um, with the spectators and the fans. So, um, you know, you also mentioned the fact that these players make a salary for you guys. That's a whole other issue. Um, when they leave World Team Tennis, and you know, not having a salary, especially in a time like this, um, it's just a—it just makes it really, really hard. And I hope, I hope this stoppage doesn't make people rank 300, 400. You know, leave the sport 
Because I think you need people at those lower levels to really make up the sport as a whole. Even the 200, 250 level guys, I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you, but if you're 200, 250, 300 in the world, you are really, really good. Really good. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're 500 in the world and you're really so good. So good. If, so you know, good. If a, if, a regular person, if a regular person just saw you out there hitting on a court, they, they don't really see any difference. Nope. And, you know, look, there's a lot of... A lot of small differences, you know, between being, you know, 200 in the world and being 50 or 30. And, you know, they're all saying, you know, anyone that's been out there knows it, it's, um, there's a lot of small, couple little things, a couple points here and there make a huge difference. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's one of the great things about World Team Tennis is, you know, you've got Sloan Stevens, um, you know, on the court for, with, uh, you know, even like, a, you know, a Neil Skupski or... Or Johnny O'Mara that are just, you know, they're concentrating on their doubles and they're doing great and they're getting deep into the slams, but they may not be as big a name as Sloan Stevens but that's won the singles, you know, at the US Open. Right. And it's, it's combining those pieces and, and, you know, seeing them playing mixed together or, and playing on a team and, and you know, high-fiving each other and, and cheering each other on and trying to win it as, as a team that, just creates a level of excitement that I that I think is is so important in team sports and, and tennis doesn't have it. Yep. So uh, yeah, we're ha- we're happy with the growth and and you know look, I'm so happy to see the players and and how much fun and how much enjoyment they have while they're competing. You know, in world team tennis, it just really um, you know in my 2019 season, I saw it from you know big big personality names like Nick Kyrgios to Venus to John Isner to Sloan to the Skupski brothers to the Bryant brothers and Sam Query. I mean, all of them are, are you know, cheering each other on and high-fiving each other and, and trying to win as a team. And, and uh, it's it just, it's a new, it's, you know, it's, it's so important for tennis that, um, that we keep it going. Yeah, and the players love it. I mean, they love playing for something more than themselves. It's not just, I mentioned a few times, the, the fans and the spectators. The players themselves love it. I mean, it, it's... That's like I said, I just hope, just economic-wise, it's not going to take away uh, the livelihood of the players ranked a little lower. And you hit it, you know, nail on the head, right? Um, we have the Winneka Challenger, you know, 20 minutes from where I live. And I take some sports, you know, friends that are into sports, but not so much into tennis. And you got a guy 600 in the world practicing with a guy 90 in the world, and you can't tell the difference. I mean, it's, it's I just hope, I just hope that... Um, somehow the, the, the entities, the governing entities can come up with a way to make this sport a little bit more affordable. And, and you guys, your organization is doing such a great job. So kudos to you. Well, uh, thank you. Well, we always, the, look, the regular season pay is important, but, you know, what's important too is that we, we sort of represent as a big enough property and we added a million dollars in postseason prize money for 2020. And I think that's another big piece is not only do you get a regular season pay, as like a salary athlete on a team, but then you also have the upside of, of you know, a million dollars prize, you know, 500 to the winner, 250 to the runner-up, and 125 to the semifinals on each of the teams, and, and that's split between all the team members, and so there's real incentive to uh, not only play hard during the regular season, but to make, you know, be one of the top four teams to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great. It's just great. I can't speak highly enough of it. And and again, you're going to be in a in a situation in world team tennis where you have two guys maybe 
ranked 300 and 400 in the world, they're playing for the deciding match, and it's packed. Whereas in a regular tournament, whether it's a, cha you know, a challenger tournament, there may be seven people in the stands. So you have that extra element that's so, so good. No, and, and, and you're going to be on CBS. You're going to be on CBS or CBS Sports Network or ESPN Plus, and that's a big deal too because so many of these players. I mean, at every level, if you're not getting into the you know quarters or semis, you know you're you're not going to be on network television. Right. And uh, and I think it's you know it's important for the players for their themselves. You know, certainly for their sponsors, their clothing, their rackets, their shoes, all of that matters. Carlos, this was a great conversation. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, and I know you got a lot of planning and contingency planning to do because we still don't know um, what's going to happen. So uh, thank you. This was great, and, and we love what you're doing. I, I love watching it, and I'm so happy you guys expanded into Chicago now, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get this season in, right? That's right. Well, look, we're, we're working through, like everybody, we're working through all the scenarios, just trying to gather data every day and, and be smart and stay positive. That's all we can do and, you know, get in a little workout every day and, and get some work done. So we'll, we'll keep you posted and uh, it's great to be on the show and I, I look forward to, to coming back and chatting some more. Oh, for sure. Appreciate it, Carlos. Thank you again. Okay. Bye. Okay, thank you. Talk soon. Bye. That was Carlos Silva, CEO of World Team Tennis. Such a great guy. And, and for those that don't, haven't watched it, if, for those that have not watched World Team Tennis, go check it out when it's on. And on the website has everything. It has the schedule. It has, um, you know, again, this season, we're just kind of in a wait-and-hold, uh, wait-and-see attitude for a little bit longer. But their season is basically um, month of July. I think it creeps into early August. Um, we'll go from there. So, again, Thank you for listening to Carlos. Um, you can find all these podcasts, Courtside with Beelins and Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, anywhere you normally listen to your pods. And stay tuned for another guest soon. Thanks, everybody.